we talked about oh, first of all welcome to all power kingdom um first time we started to show a couple of years ago we started talking about evangelism discipleship um church planting church revitalization one thing we didn't talk about was prayer and um Dr. Marshall, you might remember Dr. Marshall yeah. from Second Baptist Church in Springfield. Um, I asked him for advice on, on the show. And the, the one thing he said was to bathe it in prayer. And like he might, he might have, he, he could have said, you know, if this is a Baptist, he might have said to baptize it in prayer. If he did, it was more of a, like a, sprinkling more than a, than an immersion but he said bathing in prayer bathing takes longer than, than a baptism doesn't it you just got that a couple of weeks ago bath take longer Get, they, i just would like to take a bath in that that was warm was it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we need to spend more time in prayer um I feel like I know I, my whole life, you know, I, I haven't done that. And just, I'm trying to think, why not? Why, why have I stopped? Why have I not spent more time in prayer over the decades that I've known Christ? And so there's a lot of reasons. Uh, sometimes, the only time we say a prayer is when we're blessing the food. And even then, sometimes we say it so fast, it sounds more like a sneeze, like, Lord, of food in. And somewhere, there's an angel going, did someone just sneeze in heaven? And in, in Revelation 5, it, it talks about there's a golden bowl of incense, which is the prayers of the saints. And here we are sneezing in that golden bowl of incense. <laughs> There will be no more sneezing <laughs> in the golden bowl of incense. I don't say it that fast. Okay. So anyway, but, uh, in, in all seriousness, though, um, <laughs> we we had the opportunity to come before the king, and we are we're putting more value on the food in front of us than on the creator who created. And, and that should never be, no matter how hungry we are. <laughs> the guy I get Scooby Doo you eat every seven minutes. Oh wait, no, every everyone. Anyway, <laughs> so um, and, and it's mostly my fault. I have not put enough of an emphasis and a priority on on prayer. I thought we should make it. A priority, and then God said, "No, it needs to be the priority." And the reason why it's the priority is because everything else flows out of that. When our prayer life is right, then that then our relationship is right. Where what we we aren't praying, that's a direct reflection of our relationship with Christ, because. It is a relationship, and the Bible talks about 
you know, our relationship with God as, you know, the church being the bride of Christ. Can you imagine if, say, uh, say John got married and he's got, he's got all kinds of money and it could happen. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he does my, he's got this beautiful bride and he wants to take her on this be on this amazing honeymoon and and they want to just got go on adventures around the world and have children and and you know just have a wonderful life together and he's dreaming about all these things and of course the honeymoon you know and and he's he's driving on the airport she's just you know some his, his wife says you know what you can send me back home and john's like what, what what happened? She said, yeah, just take me back home and I'll, I'll come see you on, on Sundays or maybe twice a week for a couple hours. And uh, we'll talk, but I may or may not fall asleep while you try to talk to me. How, how long will that relationship last? Five seconds. And John would... Um, and, and John be like, we're supposed to spend our lives together and and go on adventures and so forth. And she's like, well, I don't want you to tell me what to do the rest of my life. And so we, we do that with God sometimes, don't we? The only time we talk to him is when we want something from him. Like some kind of genie in a bottle. <laughs> And then he, you know, and then we get mad because he doesn't answer our prayers. No, I just, I don't get that mad when he doesn't answer our prayers when I'm having to go play against my best friend, which is basically, I call my sister. Anyway. So, uh, uh, yeah, I feel a lot of us do that sometimes. Not, not, not every week, but there, there are times when we, we go to days without talking to God seriously, like a relationship type thing. And so that, uh, and then we wonder why we struggle uh, at work and at school. And it's supposed to be teamwork, it's supposed to be a relationship, you know, and no matter what we think we know about our job and about our career and about what's going on at school, the people we have to work, deal with every day. God knows more about those people that we have to deal with than we will ever know. God knows more about science, psychology, technology, anything we could possibly want to know. God knows more about it than we do. He might, he may not tell us about it, but he knows more, but he wants it, he wants to be in relationship with us. And the best way that we can seek God's will is to pray. And um, so a lot of times we, uh, we want the things that God, we want the blessings, but we don't want to talk to the person who gives us the blessings. Like, um, yesterday, I went, I went and bought some ice cream. I was going to have, 
we're going to all have some ice cream together. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naming names or, or looking at anybody in particular. But um, someone got ice cream without asking, and therefore we didn't get, we didn't have that, that bonding moment that I was kind of hoping to have. Because ice cream is something you're supposed to share as, as a family, not sinking off in the corner and eating. And so we missed an opportunity. I think we missed a lot to we list we missed a lot of opportunities with God because we we want the blessing without the relationship. And then what we what we end up missing is God wanted to give us so much more than what we asked for. But we missed we missed it because we didn't ask. Another reason I think is because we just for me, um, I got used to being told no when I was a child, because like my mom died when I was eight. Uh, my, 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 my dad, right? My dad, <laughs> but my dad died when I was eight. So my mom was raising three boys by herself, and there just wasn't a lot of money around. I could spend a lot of afternoons picking up soda cans and beer cans on the side of the road trading men so we could have something to eat that day. And so, you know, starting out, I would ask for things and she'd just say, no, we can't afford it. No, we can't afford it. No, we can't afford it. Until eventually I just stopped asking. And because I stopped asking mom, I also stopped asking God for things. And I think I think a lot of this, you know, as a parent, I say no a lot, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's because we can't afford it. Sometimes it's just because I'm too tired. Um, and sometimes it's just not good for you. So God will say no because because it's not good for us. It's never because he's too tired or because he just had the money because he had all the money. But as humans, our, our experience with our parents reflects our experience with our heavenly father. And so that that's another reason why we might not um, pray or ask God for things. So when a couple Wednesdays ago, um, we everybody was listening, and it says that it was God's fault, and we were like, "What?" And they were like, "We I wrote that wrong." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Wednesdays. Um. Then there's the whole. Uh, concept of uh what do you call it calvinism or predestination where you know some people will say well because everything's predestined it's going to happen whether we pray about it or not because it's just destined to happen well that, that's not true the bible doesn't actually teach that 
the Bible does say the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Which is to say, if we pray hard enough for the right reasons, God will answer our prayers and we will have changed the course of history through our prayers. And that's, that's why God urges us to pray. If, if everything is predestined, he would bother asking us to pray or do evangelism or, or anything else because everything would be just predestined. He wouldn't have to warn us not to sin because you would be predestined one way or the other. But you think about it, if everything was predestined, then our sin would be predestined, which would make God the author of sin. And that can't be right. Because if, if, if God was the author of sin, we wouldn't even need Satan to tempt us, would we? Because it was predestined. And therefore, and if going further into that concept, why would Satan bother tempting us if our decisions were predestined? Why would he even go against God? There's, there's, a, there's a whole lack of logic there that uh, I think a lot of people don't think it through. Well, like, actually, everything is mapped out from in God's head because he knows everything. But from now and when did the earth started, all the way to the end until he he rebirths the earth and brings and kills all the people that are ungodly and brings up the people that are godly. Yeah, that's one way of thinking of it. But there's you know what? Go give me a deck of cards. I will. No, you sit down. Okay. Prayers so hard for some of us that we live in a right now world. Yeah, we want right now. God, you do it for those. Those of us who struggle with the concept of living. Don't want to be Right. Just like we don't want to wait for. Microwave takes too long. Every everything. It's a popcorn. I'm fast enough. Yeah, we have fast food restaurants that don't eat fast food out fast enough. I've been in that when under a minute or two. Yeah. We get upset. Um, because they're back. Give it to me now. She's yeah. like, it's too late. Aaron's not fast enough. So, um, I think that's a part of that concept of prayers. Because God's time was perfect. Ours not so much. Some people actually now, try and they get tired. If, if, if this was a brand new deck of cards, what order would it be in? Okay, 
If this was a brand new deck of cards, what order would it be in? So it would be like... It'd be like... Yeah. Ace, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, like black and white, you become this. It represents one person making a decision in a day. Do we make about 52 decisions in a day? Now, if everything always happened, if every single decision was predestined, it'd be kind of boring. We all know, we would all know what was going to happen from beginning to end. It would be the same type of cards, same order. How much more knowledge would it require to have a deck shuffled ten times per person per day times seven billion people? Would it, would it not take more knowledge to know every feature? Than to just know one. It'd be harder to know every single person's future, except right. for God, because He can do anything. Right. So what, what what I'm getting at here is that God doesn't know just one feature. Every time we make a decision, or every time we're, every time we're about to make a decision, every time we every time He knows we're being tempted, He can look through through future and see every possible branch or variation of the future that would be a ripple effect of the decision we make. So sometimes he, he, he calls the Holy Spirit to have someone pray for us in that moment in order to help us to overcome that temptation or, or just to help us make a better decision. And so, like, you know, when, when, uh, when, when mom has a headache, her mother also has a headache, even though she's 1,200 miles away. And sometimes she can feel it when you have a headache. And sometimes Gemma can feel when you have a headache. So. You have to be talking just because we work so hard. So, you know, science hasn't figured out how that works yet, but we do know it works. We, we've observed it, even though science doesn't have an answer for that. But I think I did. Okay, well, we'll, we'll just let me finish. So, we're all connected, and the Holy Spirit reaches out to people in our lives to, to pray for us. Um, when I was taking those IT classes, there's a guy, uh, his name was Assad, and he was really struggling with, with life in general, but he was really struggling with passing these exams. And he was, quite honestly, suicidal. Like, 
if he did pass these exams, he was going to decide that his whole life was a failure, and he was going to end his life. And so it was. It wasn't just the exam that he was struggling with; it was life itself. And there was there's a there's a demonic power over him, keeping him from being able to pass this test. And so we all prayed for him. We we knew his exam started at seven o'clock, so we all started praying at seven o'clock. And at seven thirty, I knew for a fact that he had passed that exam. And at 7.45, he confirmed it. He confirmed it. Yeah, I passed, it. I passed the test at 7.30. And and then, uh, but I, I already knew that because the Holy Spirit told me that. At 7.30, he didn't say anything. He didn't come back on to, um, what's it called? Discord. He didn't come back on the Discord and, and tell the group that he passed until about seven forty-five. And I told him, look back to. I, I told him, look, look, look back through the chat. Look at what happened at seven thirty. You scroll down and you saw what I I had typed in there. He passed the exam at seven thirty. Oh. And so God. God works that way. He he has this prayer for people halfway around the world. And through God's power, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he is both with me and with Assad, helping him pass that exam, while I and the other people in the group prayed for him. And I'm not anything special. Any one of us could pray for something halfway around the world and our answers our prayers would be answered doesn't matter if you have stems for legs and arms or if you're deaf and blind and mute you can pray in your mind and be just as powerful as anyone in this room when you're praying for someone get it up here and right here it's all your relationship with God. So I want us to make prayer the priority. And so in, in the coming weeks, we're going to be going through the Lord's Prayer, verse by verse. And if you haven't already memorized, which I'm pretty sure you have. I memorized most of it. Well, we're going, we're going to memorize it. Um, but the, I think the, the, the first verse we, that we, we need to memorize and, and know and practice is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so when we seek, what does it mean to seek first the kingdom? Um, look for the kingdom first, or like, so, let the kingdom of heaven come down. Uh, well, so the, think about God first before you put anything else. I think Moses said it best. He said, "Lord, show me your ways. What's important to God? 
when God's priorities become our priorities, then he will answer our prayers because we're seeking his will and then praying that his will be done. So, but a lot of us, like, we want to pretend like we're seeking God's will in order for trying to trick God and giving us something. Doesn't work. God's not fooled by that. He has everything in your heart, your mind. Yeah. So, omnipotent, omnipresent. Yeah, we put. So. Oh. Omniscient. All knowledge. I've said all knowledge. See, so all knowing, okay. all present, and all powerful. Okay. All Anyway. So. So that's what we're that's what we're, we're going to be working on the next few weeks. Is we're, we're going to be studying how to pray effectively, how to pray transforming prayers. Because the prayers are going to change us as much as it changes the world around us. But we have to have that faith in prayer in order for it to work. Even Jesus couldn't do miracles when people didn't have faith. So... Anyway, and also we're gonna start a we're gonna start a purge. And in this prayer journal we're we're gonna have on on the left side we're gonna have uh prayer requests and then on the right side we're gonna have the, the date and how that prayer was answered. And so so and and in years to come, we can look back on our prayer journal and see how God has answered our prayers. The prayers that have been answered, we keep going back and praying it over and over again. So sometimes it takes a long time um, for prayers to be answered. Just keep knocking. So, uh, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week on the Wildfire Kingdom. Thank you.